Hello, everybody, and welcome to Pawscast, the podcast where we talk about all things feline. Wait. I'm Paws, the the object of your fawning affection, and here with me are the most important members of Soft Paws, the official Paws fan club. Hi, Jonathan Stringer. Don't mind me just doing world quests. <laughs> Hi, Alice Wilkinson. I have been a member of this fan club for a very long time. <laughs> Hi, Alex Fuller. Whose microphone isn't working again? Hi, Kelly Ryan. Yeah. And of course, this is actually the RPG cast, episode Wait, 398. So I suppose I should also introduce There's Chris Privetier. Hi. I don't know. There was a sonic ring, and now the podcast is about feline fan clubs. I'm really confused. Help. Help. So, Help. It's been taken over. <laughs> this is RPG cast. Um... And we're here to talk about uh, RPGs. Anna's hosting because I was really busy to prepare, and Anna's awesome. And uh, the news the from again. last week. Hooray! You found the switch! Yay! Alex Fuller's here. Um, so let's kind of jump straight into what we've been playing. So do we want to do the WoW block first or last? You're the host. You get to pick. All right. Um, let's do a big ol' MMO block first because we have a lot of people that have been playing um, MOAs in general. So a bunch of us have been playing World of Warcraft. Jonathan is, in fact, playing it right now. Um, I finally um, finished up as Shara, and I jumped into Suramar, and I unlocked world quests. And Suramar is really cool. And I don't want to spoil it any more than that. And I have questions about lore, which I'm going to have to read my big WoW book and figure out. Um I was about to ask you, weren't you like literally hurting cats and wow? I was literally hurting week? cats and wow yesterday. So and and I also did the requisite poop expansion quest. Although this time <laughs> I was putting stuff into poop instead of taking stuff out of poop. So there's a twist on it this time. It's I'm, not a wild quest the, unless there's poop. Yep. One of the quest designers at Blizzard is clearly into this stuff. So how's your WoW been going, Alice? Oh, I've been I've basically just been coasting over on uh, world quests for a while, uh, making sure that I get my artifact knowledge up, keep my artifact knowledge up. Yeah, um, I'm I'm kind of playing catch up with you guys because I got to 110, quote unquote, late. So, but yeah, I'm now that world quests have unlocked, I have even more things to do. So I actually did my first full zone yesterday. I did High Mountain. And that was cool, but it does really make me hungry for flight. Yes, High Mountain will make you want flight bad. So, Goblin gliders. Yeah, I I haven't gotten all my feathers together for it yet. No, you just buy Goblin gliders. Like that's what the uh, engineers make. Okay, I might oh, have to a, do that. You get a toy. Yeah. There is also there is also a uh, a merchant who sells goblin gliders on a cooldown. Ooh. Oh, okay. Um, so I need to get myself a glider is what I'm hearing. So for 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 anyone wondering where that is, um if you go into the Hall of the Guardian down into the portal room, which is where the portals to places like uh the caverns of time are. Mm-hmm. Um there is an NPC standing in front of the portal to Old Dalaran, which of course 
is uh, where Dalaran used to sit in Eastern Kingdoms with a drop. Um, there's an, a goblin NPC standing next to the portal that will sell you a, a goblin glider. I think it's a single one. Okay. And that's a and it's like ten gold. And it's like, yeah, and it's like 10 gold or something. Okay. So it's a, it's a, it might even be a single use one. <laughs> so I have options. What have you been doing in WoW, yes. Kelly? Um, I've been trying to finish up my uh, quarter hall campaign. Because um, while I was leveling, I missed out on a bunch of quests that pertain to it. So I was really behind on it. And I've been slowly chipping away with that. I've kind of hit a bottleneck right now. Because um, it makes you do 30, 30 world, world quests. quests. Yep, that's where I'm stuck and too. It's not retroactive, which is really annoying to me. I don't know why. If they were going to stick that in the chain, I don't know why they didn't stick that at the beginning of the chain. Or as soon as you ding uh, 110 or what. But that's what I'm doing right now. And I'm fighting the RNG gods on the uh, class board too. <laughs> Yeah, and so I sort of ran into a weird bug-ish thing, and I don't remember if I talked about it last week, but when your characters are 109, they can do I-level 810 quests, and they do it at a penalty, but they can do it. As soon as they hit 110 and their I-level kicks in at 765, all of a sudden they can't progress those quests. So I, I have think been... that's being I think that's being addressed on Tuesday. Okay, because yeah, that's kind of sucky. And so yeah, I've been trying to sort of um, ping as many um, of the quests that give equipment as possible, and trying to do my. Um, there's a champion that shows up, and I can beat them up and get more equipment that way too. But I think that's a weekly thing supplies so people have been playing more mmos alice has kind of been playing all the mmos this week so what's going on in star trek online yes all right tell me how many horgons uh summer event chris that 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 happened like two months ago more horgons i know that's what you're after um the only thing that matters is sto the reason why I jumped into it was um, they released an expansion a, a little while ago, um, which kind of focuses. I, I don't know. I think I mentioned this when when the uh, the storyline to the previous lot wrapped up was the writers are on a serious time travel kick right now, and so they decided to design an entire expansion around the the, the concept where you can create a character from back in the original series era, and all of that craziness. Um, so what they've decided to do with the latest plot, if you can call it that, is resurrect the temporal Cold War storyline from Star Trek Enterprise. Yay! I mean, is that a did yay, anyone Anna? like that? Did you like it, Anna? Um, the temporal Cold War plotline from Enterprise. Oh, yes. Oh, so you found one, Alice. Okay. But I, I also people... recognize that as novel as I found it, there was plot holes so big you could literally fly the Enterprise through them. Yeah. And sometimes I mean, they, 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 they did. Bring... <laughs> yeah. Not probably still not as badly as Voyager, but that's a story for another podcast. Oh, 
I love Voyager. I it's 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 my least favorite out of all of them. It has a special place in my heart, if only because some of the crap that they thought up was both ridiculous and wonderful. Yeah, I my, and sometimes my general ridiculously wonderful. But oh, sorry, I turned my general my my general opinion on it is I actually do appreciate uh, Kate Mulgrew as an actress a lot. I think she did a lot of good work, but yes. she kept on being handed shit by the writers. Yeah, and I mean, that's kind of the way that I feel about Enterprise is I... Um, um, you like Quantum Leap guy. Yeah, I like the Quantum... Scott Bakula. I think Scott Bakula is a really talented actor, but... But really all you wanted was more Quantum Leap. <laughs> And yeah, I think I've talked about it on the podcast before, or I might have talked about it over on Nintendo Free Radio when I was rewatching Enterprise. But watching Enterprise just makes me sad that there isn't more Quantum Leap. <laughs> yeah. Because they have yeah, all of these really good actors, and I feel like they really struggle to write for them. And I think I think the I think I can understand why people might be why it might be critical of it in this case because time travel storylines are hard to write. <clears throat> um, and well, I mean, I, d I don't think that like the mission design is is bad. I mean, okay, you know, you've got all of that. You've got the license to all of this Star Trek canon. Why why not use it? Why not bring in stuff that Voyager covered, that Enterprise covered? Yes, I know people didn't like them, but. You know, if you set a new writing team around those ideas, you might be able to, to salvage something from it. But I'm not sure if the Star Trek Online writers are those guys. So, yeah. I mean, on the plus side, for some people, they brought back the uh, the absolutely hideous Enterprise J design that, that appeared in one episode of Enterprise. Like, in a, in the background. And then someone put an actual CG render out of it, and that's what it's based off. It's um, it's a thing. It's a thing. Uh, yeah. So. So yeah, time travel. Maybe time you travel. should talk about Final Fantasy XIV instead. Yeah, I only really um, started playing that again very recently because someone reminded me that Patch Three Point Four is coming out on Tuesday. Um, what is it about was, fourteen he, players? It seems like they. You know, they're very happy when a patch comes out. They play for a day and a half, and then they're done till the next patch. Yeah, I think that happens with a number of MMOs and their patches. Just look at Warlords of Draenor's patches. Oh. In fact, the uh, one Warlords of Draenor patch... Warlords of Draenor would have been great if it had patches. Yeah, yeah. or the one <laughs> really? patch that wasn't, that wasn't garrison improvements. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah 6.1. That was a good time for everyone. <laughs> um, you got a selfie camera. Good point. Yeah, yeah. But did anyone go, okay, did any of you go and get all the selfie achievements? No. No. All right, good. I do have the Mark II selfie camera, but I think that's because it's easy to upgrade. Yeah, that's it, it is. That's what I do. I did um, get so a yeah, selfie on the Frozen Throne, but that was for the lols. Um, <laughs> with, I didn't know with, that was uh, one. With, with 14... Um, yeah, there's a new patch coming out, but um, there was, I don't know how it was put together, but it reached my ears that the free company was doing a unsync run of uh, the Bahamut coils. So 5, 9, 12, and 13. Um, and, oh, I missed that. Yeah, sorry, Alex. Uh, and we, uh, we actually finished it off. I have now officially cleared binding coils of Bahamut. 
Yay! You know, okay, so we, we did it with the entire team at level 60, and most of the fights were comparatively cakewalks. But, you know, it's done. I could, I've seen the lore now, and yeah, I, I, I can chalk that up as, as an achievement, as incredibly minor that it is. Well, Turn apparently nine. That would, yeah, apparently that would affect what you see in the latest patch story stuff. Yeah, I think that was the reason why it was put together was yeah. because we want the uh, we want the dialogue. But um, turn nine is still like complete bollocks <laughs> because the instant kill mechanics are still there and they still kill you. And it, that fight has like four of them. So the instant kill kills instantly. Yep. Basically, turn nine, which kind of kind of reads out of like the old WoW raid mechanics book. Um, the boss drops, uh, dr well, the boss will place a marker on you. The marker will then disappear, and then a meteor will fall where the marker used to be. That's fine. You know, that's standard move out of the fire stuff right there. However, in instances where the boss drops multiple meteors, um, if the explosion radius of a meteor overlaps with another one, uh, they both explode and basically wipe the raid in one shot. Uh, that's delightful. That is like yeah. vanilla level of wow. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I mean, even when we had no, I like we had no wipes at all on both um, turn twelve and turn thirteen. By comparison, we had seven wipes on turn nine, <laughs> and this was with, this was with an entire party at level sixty. Mostly because the, the debris burst effect on the meteors deals about 31,000 damage to level 60 characters. And the only people who actually had that hit points were our both level 60 tanks. So, so back in delightful. vanilla, there was a fight against a dragon and it was a DPS check. And basically you stood in four corners and slowly people were killed off through the fight. Oh, um, Valastras the Raid Destroyer. Yes. Was it Valastras? Yeah. yeah the, that with the burning right. adrenaline mechanic. Uh huh. Yeah. So that, yeah, I've, I'm I've, just I've, getting flashbacks that of that. Up, yeah, turn nine is just not pleasant. It's I can understand why it's there and stuff, but Jesus Christ, Square Enix really overtuned it. And, well, I say that. It's. It's it's actually if you have your if everyone is paying attention to their positioning, it's actually really easy. But you get one meteor out of place and it wipes the raid. GG. GG. So yeah, my GG. my coils experience my, my coils experience is is complete. How about your elite dangerous experience? Well, elite dangerous is a game that I've always kind of. I've played on and off, but I've never really like kind of found a decent way to actually make money in it or so I can go out and do things like explore. And then I was awakened to these things called community goals. So community goals are like basically like special missions that get put out every so often and they involve usually transporting materials to a certain location or finding materials that are dropped through piracy and then delivering them somewhere. And they appear in everyone's mission list, and they're centered usually on a particular location with a specific outcome. So there was one recently for um, deliver. It was like construction materials, so that uh, event. What would happen is they would build some refueling stations between, like, the main pocket of where most of the colonies are in Elite Dangerous, 
and this distant pocket out quite a way out from this bubble, so known as the second bubble, um, to allow people to travel out there without having to rely on fuel scooping. And the more people contribute, the higher the rewards you get. And the, the more you personally contribute, the higher up the reward scale you go. So even though I was sat in the uh, top 75% bracket when that community, que uh, community goal ended, that still credited me with something like 6.3 million credits. Many credits. The most I'd ever owned. The most I'd ever owned up to that point was about 900,000. So, uh, I mean, I understand that like the like the huge ships that you can get in Elite Dangerous, things like the I think it's the Anaconda, um, the Imperial Clipper, and one of the Federal ones are in the range of like a couple of hundred million in terms of to buy. Uh, Six point three million is certainly enough to trick out a very competent explorer vessel or a very powerful combat ship for bounty hunting and things like that. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I took advantage of. I picked up picked up the community goals and made mad money. Is that part of Horizon? Just to clarify, uh, the some of them have been because they've involved deliveries to planet sides, um, which requires Horizon. Um, but this one, all the ones I participated in, at least, haven't required it because oh, okay. all of the delivery locations were in space. Yeah, space stations as opposed to uh, like ground facilities. So, uh, yeah, I made money. All right. Uh, Jonathan, have you been playing anything other than WoW? Uh, just some shooters like BF4 and, and uh, Rainbow Six Siege. Not some Battlefield on 1? I did play the beta, remember? But the beta is off right now, oh. so it's not live yet. I don't know if I'll get Battlefield 1 or not. What's the first dude bro shooter coming out this fall? Brah. No idea. It's not. Is it Battlefield One or Call of Duty Infinity or? Um, I don't know. I don't. I never really follow the Call of Duty game, so I'm not sure when that releases. World of Snipecraft. Um. <clears throat> All, right. All right. So, Alex, should we talk about uh, Phoenix Wright's Spirit of Justice? Apparently not. Nah, spice. <laughs> so I am about three quarters of the way through case five and case five gets crazy um yeah, i've heard it's quite insane well and without getting into huge spoilers it does something that's a first for the series there's a civil case oh whoa yep whoa so i don't know how far you are alex I am in you just the spoiled civil the whole case. thing for him. You're in the sorry, which case? I'm in the civil case. Oh, okay. So I've completed. Although it's quite obvious that it, yeah, yeah, doesn't last very long. <laughs> it actually does. There's there's a twist in the middle of it. Oh, just stop talking about it. Okay. So, um, in addition, so the the dilemma, air quote dilemma, that I have is since the game has come out. Two asinine attorney cases have also come out as DLC. 
And next Thursday, the first official DLC case comes out. I'm sorry, Asinine Attorney? Yes, so it's Phoenix Wright, Asinine Attorney, and then um, Apollo Justice, Asinine Attorney. What does that mean? Um, They are non-canon, completely ridiculous cases. Okay. So in the first one, it's like Pearl in Karain, and um, the second one has Apollo and the Karain princess um, working together. They don't like each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. And then there's an actual real, like, in-story DLC case coming out next week. Okay. So I'm pr- going to try to finish um, the... I'm not getting my 3DS back is what you're talking Well, about. I'm probably going to want it during the day while you're at your work conference. Well, I don't need it during the day. Okay. So, so I'm going to try to finish case five today. And then I can work on the two asinine attorney cases while you're at your work conference mm-hmm. next week. Yeah. So from the game, it sort of seems like Case 5 makes up for a bit of the disappointment I had in like some of the previous cases because they all seem shorter than usual and not quite as interesting. But I think the sort of Case 5 goes over the top and just makes ridiculous stuff happen to go over it because I mean a lot of the stuff just doesn't seem as well or gone into as much as it did in previous games yeah I mean I've had a couple people tell me that they found case 4 kind of short and disappointing and I disagree not strongly Mm -hmm. but I I I enjoyed case 4 I don't feel like it felt too short isn't it one of those standalone Mm -hmm. cases that don't matter to the overall story oh it does oh okay Oh, it definitely does. That's what does. usually people complain about in those games. Right? Yeah. yeah. I kind of agree with them on case four as it is, but I mean, it's not, it's still a very enjoyable case. It's just, yes. It's just not so it's like, not, ooh, not, brilliant. Not yes. 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 Okay. Um, Chris, do you remember how you felt about the, the whale case in Ace Attorney 5? Yeah. That's basically, I think, the way that most people f- look at Case 4 for so Ace Attorney 6. It matters. Well, it doesn't matter. If it's okay. like the whale case, it doesn't matter. Okay. So I don't know what to tell you. All right. So what else have you been playing, Alex? Uh, I just started Tokyo Twilight Ghost Hunters Daybreak Special Gigs. So if my complaint was I loathed the battle system... And I hated it with the burning energy of a thousand suns. Is this daybreak gig going to make me hate it less? I don't know yet. Okay. I suspect I suspect not, but I haven't got to a point where I can see, tell if there's any differences. But I know there's a lot of improvements to actually make it in, say, say easier or less. Lock based, I guess. Okay. Because, yeah, I mean, that was my problem. Is I got into the first fight, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I know which way this this enemy is moving. And so I'd move and set up my attack, and then it would do something completely different. And I'm like, I don't understand how I was supposed to predict that. Yeah. The first fight is actually one of the more difficult ones, purely because you've only got two people. Oh. When you, when you get four, it's a lot easier to cover all the bases, so... Yeah, the first fight isn't a very good one in terms of, A, 
getting people into the game and B, being a strong... Example of what's going uh, on. Yeah, example, that's the word. Yeah. Well, yeah, it completely turned me off the game, so... All right. And then you've been Duncan? Yeah, well, I've been Duncan. I actually have a character that's tall enough to Duncan this one because I'm playing a small forward rather than a guard. Um, but yeah, I've just been most, I've mostly just, yes, the basketball terms, which, yeah. But I've mostly just been playing the micro mode because the micro mode is awesome. So, how come no, you I, don't want to play this, Chris? Because you seem to what? like the Madden My Career Mode. The Ma- Madden? Yeah. Because I, I barely played it last year, so okay. I figure I shouldn't invest in it again. Okay. Anyways. Whereas Alex is playing a ton. Yeah, and he's playing it in multiple games. Because you have My Career Mode going in both the NHL game and the NFL game and the NBA game? Uh, I'm not playing the NHL game. I oh, think okay. I've managed, I've managed to avoid getting into too many games, but yeah. Okay. Well, I have been playing Madden too. I didn't mention that. I do my yeah. league thing. Uh, yeah, I haven't actually played Madden this week, so. Okay. Mostly, mostly just been NBA. Chris, is there anything else that you played this week? Did you read any emails? Did I read any? Oh, no. I didn't read, like, any emails. I just played a little, some WoW. I'm up to 109 now. Yay! So, but you guys talked about WoW already. Yes. So I'll, I'll let it I didn't get to talk about the raid. Huh? You didn't get to talk the about raid. what? I was going to talk about... You're going to talk about what? Nightmare Hold and WoW. Nightmare Hold? The new raid. Oh... Yeah. I didn't well, play that. I don't see any games on the sheet, so I didn't know what you were playing. Oh, oops. Uh, <laughs> yeah, very I did. quickly edit it. So, wait, I I thought Nightmare Hold wasn't out yet. Nope, it came out this week. Oh, it's just not an L- oh okay. It's not an LFR. Gotcha. Yeah, Emerald Emerald Nightmare itself is out and completable. It's just not in LFR yet. I mean, that's what I mean, Emerald Nightmare. Nightmare Hold probably in that so. so, you did Nightmare a raid something. this week. How many times did you Two. wipe? Well, on we started off against. We went on heroic for the first on Tuesday. <laughs> wiped on Nathandria a bunch, but we finally killed her. Cool. And then we ended it there. And then Thursday, we were they, they let it put it up to vote if we're going to do continue on heroic or do a normal run. Uh, the normal run vote work one. So we went through and didn't clear all of normal on Thursday. So wow. we went through all of the seven bosses, and um, it's not normal. The the difficulty between normal and heroic is really easy. Huh. Uh, or sorry, it's really uh, normal is really easy compared to heroic. Is what I want to say. Okay. So it's a big leap whereas you know if you do five man dungeons the jump from normal to rogue isn't quite as bad but heroic to mythic is, it seems to be a lot more so um, normal on that is probably going to be pretty farmable for a lot of guilds fairly soon uh, heroic amps it up it adds a lot more um, uh, mechanics different, yeah different mechanics um, or enhances those mechanics besides just being more HP on the boss uh, we also had a full 30 running it, so on the first boss, having more having more than 20 is probably a negative, So that because there's uh, poison stuff that drops on the ground, and more 
blow up the raid type mechanics of these bugs and the things on the ground. So you basically have more people with less with the same amount of space on stuff where you try to position nasty stuff on the ground. So it makes it more difficult. Um, so that that kind of went against us. But uh, the bear boss Ursok I think is easier than the first boss. So we'll probably be able to down uh, that bear boss on Sunday, which is where we're gonna we're gonna head out there again. So cool. All in all, it's it's not bad. It's pretty short. The eyeball boss, I can't remember what its name is. Um, let me see. They will not the Ilganoth, the heart of corruption. He's probably the hardest one. There's a lot of more mechanics, a lot of ads that spawn, and uh, you have to do certain interrupts. You have to kite little puddles, little goo puddles into the boss, and then he, once you get it to a certain area, he goes inside, you gotta come out. So there's a lot more um, coordination that has to happen. Um, one of the cooler bosses of the two, there are actually three dragons of nightmare. They call it double dragons, but... Double um, dragon! Yep. <laughs> and they're not, it's mostly a tank swap fight, and then you gotta deal with a few ads. Scenarius is interesting. He spawns a lot of ads that if you stand on one, they become good. If you stand on some other, they become bad, and you got to kill down the ads and go back to him. And then if you get too many stacks, you have to go in this little area on the ground to get rid of the stacks. But if you stay in it too long, you'll die. So there's a lot of... There's a lot of sort of uh, decision-making going on. Yep. And then uh, Oh, then there's a spider boss. She's annoying because she'll go up in the sky and drop, kill, one shot anyone in a little uh, circle on the ma- uh, on the ground underneath her. It's not a little circle; it's a decent sized circle. And then she'll turn into a bird and fly, and you, it's that, that little mechanic to where you got to run against the buffeting winds, or it'll push you off the edge. See, but she this this fight's on a bunch of little cliffs. So after that first stage, she'll go and fly off to another cliff, and you got to follow her. The problem is when you go on these little webs that connect the cliffs, it'll spawn a little spiders that attack you and there's these big ass tornadoes that kind of go up and down the spiders so if you get in it it'll spit you out in a random direction could kill you um so that making that transition from one to the other is probably the hardest part of that fight and then the last boss which is xavius he puts people in a dream state uh, there's these slow walking ads that come to him and if they get to him it i can't remember it's something negative for you either it heals them, I think, or it does extra damage. I can't recall. So, like, the worm in the dungeon. Down. Yes. Yes. And then, um... That one is actually easier than I thought it would be. But you, you kill him, people go in the dream, and then, uh, there's, you get this thing called, uh... Uh, there's some... It's kind of like nightmare something... Yeah, corruption. You get corrupted. There's a little bar at the bottom. If you get fully corrupted, it uh, you'll just take too much damage, and it'll be too much of a burden on the healer. So, but the people in the dream can take corruption, and you want them to take the corruption because when they wake up from the dream, they do extra. They get a damage buff. So that those are the. I think by far the hardest was Ilganoth and Ursok the bear. Oh, Ursok, he, he just targets a random person in the raid and charges him. So when he gets targeted and you want to split the damage up, so you just have a few people go off in front of him, and then he charges that person and those people, and I think you get a debuff for a little while, and run back, and then the second group that absorbs goes, so it's just a back and forth and uh, pure damage, so he's really easy. Easy mechanics. 
So that's the first dungeon, seven, uh, seven bosses, and we cleared normal in just over two hours, so it's not that long. Nice. Huh. But heroic will take you a good bit long. And then mythic, right? Yeah, that's not even open yet. Oh. Well, the other thing that got released is the mythic. Done a keystone yet? I've been meaning to, been wanting to apply to some today, but I've done the mythics. You, you complete a mythic done five man, you get a keystone, and it starts at level two. And every time you beat that dungeon of the keystone under the time limit, you uh, increase the level of the keystone. Well, each level of the keystone adds 10% damage done and I think health by the enemies, so it gets increasingly harder. And I think, I think the, the general uh, the general design seems very very reminiscent of some of the stuff that they did with um, Diablo 3's expansion. Yes, yes, it's definitely so. And I think at certain levels, uh, a new mechanic gets added or something gets even harder at a at certain levels. So, like seven, five, seven, and eleven or something like that. I'm definitely wrong in the numbers though, but I know some set of odd numbers that that'll get you uh more difficult and so your loot gets better and better and basically i think it's for the most part raid quality loot that you can get at the higher levels and i think if you do uh keystone level 15 you unlock one of your skins for your artifact weapons or one of your i shouldn't say skins one of your tents one of the colors cool all right anything else that anybody's been playing this week that they want to talk about um, I've been playing more Dragon Quest Nine. I think you mean seven. Or not nine. Yeah, I think I mean seven. You're right. Sorry, they're so, they're so similar. You really must not care for it that much to get such, make such no, a mistake. I, I'm, See, Chris I doesn't actually, like nine. So nine was okay. Uh, nine yeah, was the okay. Same thing. Yeah, seven seems very similar, doesn't it? Yes, that's why yeah, I'm so it, excited it, to play it. I mean, it is, but I'm I'm remembering their original, so I don't know. I just know that I'm really enjoying it. You remember how last week I said that they made fragments easier to find by, like, actually highlighting them on the map? Mm-hmm. You also get a fragment radar after you complete the first island so that if you are in a place and if there's a fragment somewhere in the place, this radar will glow. Nice. And it will glow more. You got a dragon radar. Yeah, Great. basically. So Dragons that's, I mean, hurt. that alone just makes it infinitely better than the PS1 original, being able to find the fragments to actually get through the game. And I'm, see which island did I just finish? I just finished the one where everybody was turned to stone. Oh, okay. Yeah. I remember playing that one. Yeah. So I'm not sure how much further I need to go till I get to the one where you actually unlock jobs. It's been a while. Um, I feel like it's next, but I don't want to say for sure. Okay. And I, I've noticed that looking up the original PS1 guide is kind of mute because they've changed enough of it so that it's not one for one anymore. But at the same time, it also seems like they've streamlined a lot of it, too. But yeah, it's the Dragon Quest game. I was tearing my hair out trying to get through a dungeon. <laughs> Welcome to Dragon Quest. 
At least the yep. enemies are visible, uh, although I'm told that they're so aggressive yeah. that that probably doesn't as matter as much as people think. It, it depends. The one that I was struggling with last night, I was in a bunch of narrow corridors, so it was pretty much impossible to get past some of them. But if you're in a huge area, you can kind of dodge them a little bit. So, I mean, you can... It's easy, easy to get away from some of them, but you're still going to get in fights. But it's not nearly as bad. It's just random, complete random encounters. But I am, I'm having so much fun with this. I'm so glad that this fight is finally out, because... I've been jonesing for a Dragon Quest fix for a while. And I, I cannot wait until they uh, put out eight. <laughs> next year. Yeah, I, I hope so. I hope it's soon next year because I, th I think eight was probably my favorite one in the whole, whole series, eight and five. Well, they delayed seven a lot. They were expecting seven to be a summer release and it ended up being fall. Oh, mm -hmm. so I don't know. Q2? No, next is Builders. That's what you got to be getting hyped yeah, for. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for that. I need to decide yeah, probably, what system I want it on. I'm probably just going to ask for Builders for Christmas because I got too it's much other stuff. Yeah, um, that'll be a question of the week in a couple of weeks because mm. uh, we're getting and, to the uh, point where we're at critical mass for RPGs. And uh, I'm afraid you guys are going to make fun of me. I pre-ordered the um, Final Fantasy 15 PS4 Slim. <laughs> no, oh I totally get away. The Slim, not the Pro. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I, mean, I had three different people. PS4. I had three different people message me and tell me that Chris is so lucky to have such an understanding wife. Yeah, I saw that castle that pre-order. All right. Um, well, I my husband wants his Destiny PS4 back, so he offered to go in halves with me for it, and he knew how bad I've wanted a Final Fantasy Pro. branded system. Oh man. Yeah, but I don't I don't care about VR and I don't care about 4K. Yeah, but you care about better looking 1080 games, don't you? And Final Fantasy oh, 15 really. will be slightly enhanced on it. Slightly enhanced. I, I, I mean, we haven't even seen a side by side comparison. Yeah, but it will be better. Yes, but will it matter? Well, I mean, it matters to me. If it's knob. something that if it's something that's not patently noticeable, then I don't care. I'm not the type of person that has a conniption fit over like lock sixty frames a second or lock thirty frames a second okay. stuff. That's just not me. I mean, I like things to look good, but I don't like I don't mind it if things are just super good, you know. All right. I'm All not right. that kind of graphics whore. <laughs> All right. That means it's time for news. News. Extra Life. It's almost time for Extra Life, Anna. Yes. Extra Life starts on um, October 29th. Yep. For us. Yep. Um, so normally Extra Life runs the first weekend of November. Unfortunately, we are literally triple booked that weekend. So we have decided that the RP Gamer Extra Life will be 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Uh, Central well, Time. Well, the RPG cast Extra Life. Yes, sorry. I'm sure there'll be other RP Gamer folks doing the next weekend. So. Yes. You'll get so, two weekends of Extra yay! Life, essentially. <laughs> so yes, we'll be um, streaming from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Central Time on October 29th and 30th. We'll mm -hmm. be... 
at twitch.tv slash rpgamer. You can go ahead and follow us and or follow us at rpgamer on Twitter, and we will be promoting the heck out of this while it's going on. Um, Extra Life is an annual charity event where we um, game for 24 hours, um, and you donate to us in order to um, cheer us on. And 100% of the money raised goes to... Um, Children's Miracle Network hospitals um, that the participants pick out. So um, Chris and I are both playing for hospitals in Wisconsin. Um, Other people are playing for hospitals that are local to them. Um, You can donate to us or learn a little bit more by going to extra-life.org slash team slash rpgamer. Got it. Um, You can go there and donate to me because it's more important that I have higher donations. No, no, no. Donate to me. Um, and let's take Extra a look, Life by the way, is one of the biggest, um, charity drives for the children's miracle network who helps out kids that are sick, whether they have, um, cancer, cystic fibrosis, injuries from accidents, um, birth defects, sort of all of those children's illnesses and, um, having sort of that support and, and doctors and staff specialized is super important. Um, and so it's really important that we kind of get out there and, and show that gamers are more than just what the media perceives us to be and that we can do great things together. Extra life. Hey, by the way, let's look at our team goal is 2574 because I wanted to pick a random number. <laughs> we have raised $665 so far. All right. Woo! Keep them coming, folks. Um, on the team so far, we've got... Anna Marie in the lead with $225. <laughs> I'm right behind with $215. Sam Marcello, $125. And Sarah McGar with $100. Folks, get those donations in there. We've got at least one person on the team who doesn't have any donations yet, and I want you to go sponsor them, please. Um, get some... Get some Please open up those wallets. Be generous. Help heal kids. We're doing this every year because every year there's more sick kids and they still need help. Please... Donate. Be generous. But uh, if you can't donate, just follow us. Get the word out. Let other people know. If you don't have money, that's fine. Just, just tell someone who does. and uh, Or just come watch and cheer us on or give us suggestions of games to play in the thread. Yeah, I By mean, the way, coming and just spending time with us and being sort of in the chat and cheering us on and giving us you know things to talk about is super duper helpful yeah it doesn't have to be a monetary donation it can totally be just a donation of your time being there supporting us suggesting games that we play you know just being active that is super important to to us to sort of keep those runs going and so even if you can't donate anything come say hi hang out in our chat it is super duper watch me um, die in dark souls yeah we are always grateful for participation so come on out. Um, and if you, uh, how was I going to say? Uh, I can't remember now. Oh yeah, if you donate, um, you're getting prefer you're getting priority on game suggestions. So if you do donate, put in the thread on the on rpgamer.com. Go click the extra life button. Their big forum thread under there. Just put in what you want to see us play. Um, assuming we can make it happen without spending too much extra money, because we don't want to make it a negative cost game. But uh, we will we will try and make those games happen. So, so you're saying I can donate and make you play Suicune 2? Yes. yes. Yes, I am. Um, you, you guys need to set up Twitch alerts so that you can have live donations while you're uh, gaming. I think that would be awesome. Yeah, we need to figure out an overlay for this year's Extra Life. That will be a project we will work on after we are back from our trip this week. Yeah. 
Because that way, when someone donates lively, you can say their name on their channel and makes them all happy and yep. you all happy. And it's fun for all. Yeah, I just don't know how t how integrated those systems are because it's a different. Don it's not Twitch donations; it's extra life donations. But yeah, we'll have oh, to see. Oh, because I yeah, I set it up on mine via PayPal. Oh, okay, right. So, so it's a matter of whether the donation plugins support the extra life yeah. interface. Well, we'll look into it because yes. I think it's a really good idea and it probably helps a lot. Yeah. So we'll check it out. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure you can because that doesn't uh, awesome games done quick use Twitch. Yes, but they mm -hmm. also use PayPal. Okay. Yeah. yeah you, you well, donate and, with them via PayPal, but so we'll figure it out. Yeah. So okay. the Tokyo Game Show went on last week, and we talked about some of the news from it. And is there more news? There is more Tokyo oh Game Show. Oh my gosh, so much news. So Bandai Namco announced that it's working on a new mainline God Eater game. So this is going to be different from Burst and different from God Eater Online. And God Eater 2? Right. Yeah, it's expected that it's basically going to be God Eater 3. No, that's too easy. They would never I think do the that. guy was wearing a, I think the guy was wearing a shirt of a three on it. Sato like hammer. Sega also talked about Yakuza Six um, with more details about the game's background story, um, and they sort of introduced some of the extracurricular activities that you can do. And I don't know how much of this I want to deeply get into because it's all it was all in can Japanese. Can grandfather? You have to get yes! into some of it. That's the important thing. He's a grandfather. Yes. Okay. Um, and of course, coming from Yakuza 6, there were trailers. <gasps> um, Square Enix announced uh, Dragon Quest Monsters Joker 3 Professional, which is an enhanced edition what? of the original game. Okay. Um, Dragon Quest Monsters Joker 3 Professional will come out February 9th, 2017. What does that um, mean? There is a trailer for it. Um, no word on whether this is going to come out to North America. And I see a lot of people talking about it and expressing some interest in it. So if you are one of those people that are interested in seeing something like a new Dragon Quest Monsters game come out here, go buy Dragon Quest 7 and 8. No, those are and different builders. types of games. Support good and games. Builders. Oh, and builders. Okay. Yeah, buy builders. That's, 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 oh, come on. Um, you don't need more monsters. Katakawa Games announced that they are releasing new content for Demon Gaze 2. Um, the expansion is I thought called that was just coming out in Yagyu Japan. Demon Slaying Chronicle Call of the Grimodar. Oh, that's nice. Say that one again. Yagyu Demon Slaying Chronicle <laughs> Call of the Grimodar. Beautiful. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> um, it will be available for free in Japan. It's expected to be a similar length to the main game. Um, it'll be available sometime in the future when they actually finish the damn thing. Um, and so they've showed off new characters, one of which is the swordsman of Yagyu. Um, and yeah. lastly, in Tokyo Game Show news, um, uh, Attendance was up this year, mostly. The numbers are up! Sort Good of. work, people. So, um, the two business days, they were up both days by a couple thousand people. Um, but the public days were down 5,000 people net. And so, um, 
total attendance was just over 271,000. Um, in 2015, it was 268,000. Um, Tokyo Game Show 2017 will be September 21st through September 24th. And we might actually get to send someone next year, assuming that Gaijin's wife doesn't give And birth assuming you get some ad three sales. Three months uh, early. <laughs> you need ad sales if we're going to send someone. On the train? Not requiring a hotel? Oh, all right then. All right. So there was more Pokemon... Um, sun and moon news this week. Um, we got to see um, Pokemon Sun's Ultra Beast UB02 Absorption. Um, altered Beast? Like the Sega game? No, not Altered Beast. Ultra Beast. Oh. Which are it's not as interesting. kind of legendaries, but not like the cover legendaries. Um. They also revealed Pokemon Moon has UB02 Beauty. Um, so absorption is all about muscle and beauty is all about um, psychic. So, I mean, are they telling you, like, not just the moves, but also what what um, in the Pokemon show it's useful for? I'm not sure. Is that what's sure. going on there with the beauty? Like, you know how you have moves that are cool? Yeah, or... no, I just think its name is Beauty, because the other oh, one is called okay. Absorption, right. and that's not really a Pokemon move. Pokemon uh, Fashion move. thing, no. Um, right. Pokemon Sun and Moon, they also showed off their um, version exclusives. Um, so Pokemon Sun will have Passimian, um, which is a fighting type. And Pokemon Moon will have Oranguru, which is a psychic type. They're both monkeys. Um, the other thing that they showed off um, was that um, uh, when you evolve Rockruff, which is a rock puppy Pokemon that they revealed like a month ago, um, it will actually evolve into two completely different forms depending on whether it's in sun or moon. So it has a daylight version and a nighttime version. Yeah, daylight version is standard wolf. Nighttime version looks like more like a werewolf. Right. Um, they also revealed that you're going to be able to dress up and you're going to be able to customize your character um, with uh, clothing, hair, and eye colors. You can dye them. They didn't really say how you got those dyes, so it's hard to tell whether they're just going to be them all available or whether they're going to be unlocked as you do, say, certain badges. No, you kill people and take their eyeliner. <laughs> um, they also gave an update to the Pokemon Bank. Um, you will not be able to transfer to or from the Pokemon Bank to Pokemon Center Moon until January 2017, so <gasps> two months after the game has really been released. And in not Pokemon news, but yet it sort of is, um, the Dragon Ball Collection RPG, Dragon Ball Fusions, is coming to North America. And we have a release date. So um, November, December 13th, uh, 2016 for North America, and February 2017 for Europe. And basically, this is Dragon Ballamon, where you are collecting characters from the Dragon Ball universe. We could be Dragon Ballas. Yes, and you, you like merge them together and evolve them into higher forms. And yeah, it's it's Pokemon with Dragon Ball characters. Um, we also did a Kickstarter check-in um, with Light... Anna, what does the Dragon Ball Z Fusion game say about the power level of your Vegeta? It's over 9,000! What the 
9,000? Um, we did a Kickstarter check-in where we checked in on Light Fairy Tale, um, The Voyage of Fortune Star, and Zile, which is Z apostrophe I-S-L-E. Um, there are three games that are um, up on Kickstarter now looking for your funds. They're kind of three pretty different games, so check out the news story on it. Do it. Um, so Shin Megami Tensei IV Apocalypse had a little localization oopsie. Um, where they actually have two lines of Japanese text that were not localized. And so um, it turned out that their QA department was too good at the game. The two instances of the Japanese text that were left in the game happen during one of the final boss battles and under very certain circumstances. So... What ends up happening in Apocalypse is if your human partner gets KO'd, um, they're someone from SMT4 and you get to pick who they are. Um, If one of them gets KO'd, they get up three turns later. But this boss can basically taunt you um, within that three turn window because they're unconscious. And so the QA team never ran into a situation where their partner was unconscious for more than one turn because they immediately resurrected them. Whatever. You don't have to go through all the gameplay to find stuff. Except if it's... So here's the deal. Normally when you localize a game, you get a spreadsheet. Yeah. And the spreadsheet will have some sort of gibber in it that um, tells the programmer where this text needs to be inserted and then the text after it. But the problem is, is sometimes you get um, programmers who want to insert something at the last minute, and they just slap it right into the into the game's code, and it doesn't get inserted into the text file. Mm. It just kind of hangs out in the game, and it's a horrible way to do it. And ninety nine percent of the time, companies catch when stuff that stuff happens, but not always. Listen, I'm just reading the end of their thing here. Is second, we're going to be looking and able to fix it. They don't think it fix it. And the first thing they're like, um, we we might be too late for SMT4 Apocalypse. So we're pouring through the Persona 5 script and other active localization titles to check for any conditional text we may have missed. Well, why didn't you do that to begin with? If it's something you can actually do, why didn't they do it? Because it's incredibly time-consuming to look through the programming. Oh, I'm sorry that localizing is hard. Chris, no one in their right mind expects there to be text there because that's not how you're supposed to program a game. But they're acting like it's the first time this has ever happened to them. It's... And there's no way it is. Are you sure? Please name the other times this has happened to them. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure that... You tell me because you just explained how this happened and how common it is. I didn't say it's common. I said it happens because I can think of at least one other game that I've worked on. You've worked on, and how many more have they worked on? You think they haven't come across this before? This is the first time they've had to pour through localizations? Yes, it has happened to me once. Okay, it happened Uh, to me twice, but Uh that was because I was localizing a horribly programmed Korean MMO. Dumb question. How plot important is this text? Is it just not in any way? It is basically a (laughs) shit line. Are are people mad? Yes. Of course they're mad. Well, 
I just the don't chances, buy their explanation. The chances that people will run into this is really small because there was a whole bunch of people that got this game early to review it, and they had two reports of it. And like when it like, first went up on Twitter, people thought it was fake because a bunch of people that reviewed the game and completed it for review were like, well, I never ran into that. Because like I have seen typos in games before. Crap happens. Get over it. Yeah. I mean, if- typos bug me because it means someone didn't read it. Well, I know. I mean, I don't say that typos aren't. Oh, no, we have people read everything that we put up on the site, and that doesn't mean typos don't get through. That's true. So there's more to it than that. Yeah. So they didn't read it well. but. (laughs) (laughs) Well, sometimes you read something, and your brain just doesn't pass it correctly, and it makes sense to you at at point of reading. And then you're like, no, I'll sign this off. It it looks fine. And then about, (laughs) like, we're going from English to Japanese, you know, whatever. I don't know. Then about 30 seconds later, you realize that you spelled the customer's surname wrong in an email or something. (laughs) Oops. You you put in bold and an entire paragraph the same thing twice, and someone still asks about it in the forum thread. I mean, it's not like the entire town in Suikoden 2 that didn't get translated. Oh, really? Yeah, what's up with that? Really? Uh, there was an entire town in Suikoden 2 that apparently didn't get translated. That's why and... I'm not playing this game, Jonathan. They didn't bother to finish it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't remember that. Which town is that? I can't, I can't even remember. I know that uh, when you talk to the people, they just speak gibberish because... Um, it replaced all of the hiragana and kanji with just yeah forest villagers. All right, um, I'm on a page. Untranslated gibberish test. There are several instances in which test tra- text was not translated from Japanese. However, as the Japanese font was removed from the English release, <laughs> it renders the dialogue completely gibberish. First instance in this, and probably the most well-known, is in Forest Village, where a shady man in a secluded spot in the southeast part of town offers periodically to let you in on a tasty rumor for a small price. He seems to have multiple pieces of information to sell, but unfortunately none of it was translated. Oops. It might just pertain to recruiting characters. The second instance is the item and armor merchants in Rock Axe, um, only if they are spoken to from behind the counter, which is possible via secret passage. They both say the same thing. Mayor Gustav and his daughter Lily get on the act if you visit them in Tinto after defeating the Neck Lord. Gustav mentions the hero's name, but that's the only thing that's legible. Also, it turns out that there are enemies in Tenzin Pass. Oh, that's weird. So enemies show up in Tenzin Pass and then show up again later in the final dungeon where their names are right, even though they're wrong previously. Oh, yeah, enjoy the $200 that game goes for. Uh, it's on PSN. Yeah, it's on PSN. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, for, I forgot that they now. released it. Because <laughs> I actually have a physical copy. I got it from a video store that was going out of business. Nice. So, yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of localization woes, uh, recent DQ8 demos seem to confirm the earlier rumors that it will not have orchestrated music, but will have full voice acting. Yep. And even oh, that's more... Good. I... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I I would sacrifice the orchestrated music for the good voice oh, acting because... that orchestrated music acting... was amazing in DQ8! I... You're an audiophile. I... You, the... 
Your your opinion. Uh, I know. I know, but I love the voice acting in that game. I love Yangus's voice. Yeah. Are they using the same He's VAs? So cute. I hope so. So this was a week full of oopsies because Paper Mario Color Splash went up for preload <laughs> yesterday morning, so Friday morning, on the 23rd, and people noticed that when they preloaded it, they could immediately play it. That's how that's supposed to work, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it was Perfect. available for about six or seven hours overnight, and uh, then they pulled it down as soon as they realized it was Oops. a problem. And so then people that un- can, can people that unlocked it still play it now, or yes. is it locked down again? Nope. <laughs> it's fully playable. Because you can't relock wow. a game. There's there's nothing there's nothing to do that. So and in kind of WTF, what were they thinking? News. Um, so Street Fighter Five PC and PS4. Oh my god! Um, came out with a new character this week, and people were really excited for this update because it new was a character's Street Fighter... name is Rootkit. <laughs> yeah, it was a no. It was a return of a Street Fighter Three character, Urian or something like that. Uh, whatever. The problem is is in order to combat some cheating, some circumvention of their microtransactions, um, they installed a rootkit on your computer that lets you run unverified code. Yeah. And it lets anybody run it through your system kernel. Yeah. So that's really bad. And um, they, it sounds like they've already rolled this back. And that they're going to re-release the character at a later time. How do you? Can you actually uninstall a rootkit like that? After yeah, you've done it's it? hard. <laughs> um, so um, the, from what I understand is, I've, I was also looking at this. Um, the character is still released, but the security update in quotes has been rolled back. Um, someone on Twitter has mentioned that a string decoded from the file installed on the system uh, has been previously found in malware. Oh, so, okay. This, this is kind of like, this is the, the epic fail security yeah. blunder of 2016. Wait, so is it not only did they... Are you saying that this wasn't even an intentional rootkit? That they accidentally... No, 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 no. no. They, it was, it it was, was an, an intentional, intentional rootkit, rootkit. And they used malware to build it. That seems yeah. less or likely in, than somebody's... Whoever built its system was already infected. <laughs> and I mean, here's the thing well, I mean, is... Go ahead. The costumes are like six bucks each. But people realized basically immediately following the PC launch that there was a time-consuming but fairly simple hack to circumvent it. In fact, the knowledge of this circumvention was so common that EVO used it on their Street Fighter V stations to unlock everything for their recent tournaments for Street Fighter V. Ooh, what's the hack? I'm not getting into it. Mostly because I don't understand it because it requires some basic knowledge of the game's file structure and I don't have that. Um, and so, in theory, this rootkit was supposed to suss out if you had done something or were doing something to circumvent um, the normal time it took or the normal money it took to unlock all of these costumes. The problem is, is it basically opens um, a command, opens a, a hole in your kernel, and anything that runs through it, it just circumvents administration privileges. And then lets it run whatever the oh, hell it wants. We didn't need wants. those anyway. And so it's like anybody could put something into there, and that would be horrible. That would, yeah, that would be very bad. It would be like opening the window and then not setting your alarm. 
Yeah. So apparently it's gone. Um, there are instructions out there um, on like Reddit and a bunch of other places for how to uninstall this rootkit if you're concerned that it's still hanging around. But what the hell? It's a yes. quality quality software <laughs> from Capcom. This is a this is a pretty big it's a pretty big blunder from whoever the hell was responsible for that one and sort of quite a serious security problem. Um, Generally, I mean, for example, Sony got in a lot of hot water about this. About right, about because he they had a very similar rootkit to this on their CDs, where if you tried to play one of their music CDs back in the day on a computer and install the rootkit, that basically let them do whatever the hell they wanted to your computer. And so this this is like, guys, we went through this, and there was like a massive public out- outcry before there was the reactionary internet that we have now. Why did you think you could get away with this? Who thought this was a good employees. idea? Different employees. The people who worked there at the time don't work there anymore. Okay. Anyways. Um, so that's it for our big news. Um, in oh. our briefs, um, Saga Scarlet Grace has announced they are working on speeding up loading times before the game launches in December in Japan. It received numerous complaints about their bad loading times during TGS, and they wanted to acknowledge that and say they are working on it. Yeah, screw loading um, times. No word Kill if em. the game is coming west at this time. Oh. Uh, due to fan demand, Oceanhorn, the Zelda alike that first appeared on iOS, then came to PS4 and Xbox One, is also coming to Vita. Yay. Um, no release date, but at this point, let's presume 2017. Um, UK Wait, based developer. How can we presume 2017? Won't the Vita be completely dead in 2017? No. Alright. Um, UK based developer Vindit recently announced a new action RPG called Quote. Quote? Quote. Quote? Quote. Quote. Inspired by classic literature and surreal oh. art. Quote takes place in a world where the written where the written word is forbidden under the guidance of Bliss, the god of ignorance. Um, Deus Ex Mankind Divided has been announced for Mac and Linux. So if you don't game on a Windows PC, that's good news for you. Uh, independent developer Arcanity Inc. made up of various industry veterans from studios including Obsidian Entertainment, In Exile, and SOE have announced a debut title, Tanzia! Um, the game is an action RPG. It's set to be released for PC via Steam in 2016. At which point I put a question mark beside it because if you're announcing a game the last week of September, the chances are you making it out for 2016 are pretty slim. Mm. <sighs> we have trailers. Oh. Tell me about them, Anna. Well, I have to shout trailers. So no, no, else no, no. It's your hosting this oh, week. Okay. Well, then we have a Puyo Puyo Chronicle. Trailer. We have a Saga Scarlet Grace. Trailer. We have a Horizon Zero Dawn TGS demo. Trailer. A Dragon Quest Builders. Trailer. The A Divinity Original Sin 2. Ha <laughs> ha, we got a trailer coming through. Uh, Akiba's Beat English Characters. Trailer. Sword Art Online Hollow Realization. In a world with trailers. A spoilerific Dark Souls 3. <gasps> trailer. And a Toho Scarlet Curiosity. Um, trailer? Yay! And so we did get some feedback this week. We have a phone call. Um, but we before, we, before we do that, I actually got a message on Steam from one of our listeners. And so he asked a question, and I name? gave him an answer. I was pretty sure it was Brandon. Okay. Um, 
And I gave him an answer, but I also told him I would run it by the RPG cast and see if they had a differing opinion. So here's the deal. He plays Final Fantasy XIV, and he really enjoys the quest and storyline. Having heard us discuss our exploits in Final Fantasy XI, he wants to know, should he try to jump in and play Final Fantasy XI from scratch for the story? Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? From what I've I haven't heard, played sure. 11. Wait, 11 or 14? I'm really confused. So he plays 14. 11. Oh, he wants to go back and play 14, 11 for the story? Yes. <sighs> At this point, it's going to be hard to get into. They've made things a lot easier. Um, but, you know, if you really a just want to watch. easier. Yeah, but if you really just want to experience the story, you're probably just best off YouTubing it. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be a lot less time commitment. So I told him no, only because it's really hard to get going from it from scratch at this point, because even though they've added a bunch of different ways to make soloing a little bit easier, you still need some help getting off the ground. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, sounds like we're still kind of split on it. So how about that phone call? All right, here we go. Oh, Press the wrong thing. Oh, this is always such a cluster every time I need to do this. Yeah. Hello, RPG cast. Can I just say I love you guys. You guys are awesome. This is Keith calling from Cincinnati, Ohio. I just want to call in and tell you what I'm playing because I'm bored at work at the moment. Right now I'm playing I Am Setsuna. It's fantastic if you like pianos, great music, kind of a boring story so far. But you know what? I love the old school play. Kind of reminds me, uh, I don't know, maybe like Dragon Fantasy Book 1, maybe? I don't know. Anyways, I just want to say I love the show, and I love it when Anna says trailers. Trailers. Also, if anybody wants to add me on PSN, my PSN is Bear. B-E-A-R. Thank you guys for all you do. Have a great day. Bye-bye. That is an awesome PSN tag. Yeah, I don't know how you got that one. That's pretty good. That is lucky. Or um, kind of... Huh? Barely lucky. Barely lucky. Yeah. So, thank you for calling in. And if you want to leave feedback, there's a bunch of different ways for you to do so. Um, one, you can tweet at us at RBGamer, and I will try to remember to add it to the notes. Um, you can go to board, B-O-A-R-D.RPGamer.com or forums.RPGamer.com, both will work. Um, you can go to our thread in the latest updates, updates section and leave your thoughts there. Um, you can email a podcast at RPGamer.com, and I promise I will clean it out this week because I think there's something sitting in there waiting for us. Um, or you can shoot us a message on Facebook. Um, we are RPGamer on Facebook. So, or you can call... I don't know the number. 608-729-4098. That's 608-729-4098. 608-729-4098. And we will play your call on the podcast, just That's like right. we did this week. Yay! So, Chris... Yeah. What is coming out this week? Let me tell you. I got tons of stuff ready to go on that front. Um, 
All right. First off, on PlayStation 4. PlayStation 4. We've got Darkest Dungeon, Dead Rising 2, FIFA 17, Lichtspear, Shantae Half-Genie Hero on retail, um, Virginia and XCOM 2. Over on the Xbox One, Forza Horizon 3, FIFA 17, Shantae Half-Genie Hero retail, The Bunker, which is an FMV game. I saw a quick look on Giant Bomb that looks really cool. XCOM 2. Are we going to have to hook up the Xbox One and for for a, for a V? For an FMV game? Yes. Maybe. <laughs> or we could save it and... Or the PC. Yeah. We could, or we could do it while we're at, at your dad's for Thanksgiving. Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So. Vita has Darkest Dungeon, Shantae Half Genie Hero, um, and that's it. <laughs> but hey, they got stuff. Uh, 3DS gets Final Fight 2 and 3, Noah's Cradle, River City, Tokyo Rumble, Anna. Yes! And that not delayed, huh? All right. Nope. Shantae and the Pirate's Curse hits retail. Sonic Boom Fire and Ice on retail, and Yokoi Watch 2, Bony Spirits, Fleshy Souls. Which one are you getting, Anna? Um, I don't know. I'm asking for for Christmas. Right. The Wii U gets Donkey Kong Country Returns on the eShop now. Double Breakout, Laser Blaster, Severed, Shantae Half Genie Hero on retail, um, and Titan's Tower, and Wings of Ma- Maglorix. 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 That sounds like a Chemco title. I don't know. I'm going to uh, look it up. Over on the PC, we've got A House of Many Doors, Burly Men at Sea, Cluster Truck, Dark oh, pa- yeah. This is um, I know the person who's doing the PR for this. This actually looks really good. Oh, you've heard of this? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, Dark Hero, uh, Dark Parables, The Thief, and the Tinderbox Collector's Edition, <laughs> Earthlock Festival of Magic, which was at PAX. Um, I think we actually need to look at that. Uh, paste that over there. Um, FIFA 17, Forza Horizon 3, Gal Gun Double Piece. Harmonia, Heroes and Generals, Hybrid Wars, Lichtspear, The Metronomicon, Nebula Online, Requisence, Rogue Wizards, which you definitely should check out. That looked amazing at PAX. Oh, we have to play that. Shantae, Half-Genie Hero, Stellar Tactics, Unloved, Xeno Raid, and Void Destroyer 2. And Nebula Online is coming to iOS and Android. It is. All right. So Earthlock's cool because it has a piggy character. <laughs> I looked at that. I No, I think I'm... Not yeah. your thing? Not my thing. Not your thing? Okay. So we're at the end of the show. Yeah. So you should ask everyone what they're playing next week. Yes. And so, come up with a question of the week. So what are you guys playing this week? More Dragon Quest Nine. More WoW. I think you mean seven. Dang it! <laughs> Yeah, much the same as I was playing this week, to be honest. I know Jonathan's going to be raiding. And yes, I'm, I will be raiding and Madden. I'm going to be starting Heroic Dungeons, but probably not before the next podcast, because we're going to be in Vegas, damn it. I could always run Dungeons with you guys. Are you Alliance? Oh, never mind. I can't. <laughs> Hey, if you're around, you can always run with me. I'm Alliance. Yay! Hold life. <laughs> Maybe that's what I should do this week is is level up my my horde side horde hunter side. horde side. When I get done with my class hall campaign, I'm gonna start working on one of my alliance characters. Yay! Yay! 
So actually, maybe we should make this our question of the week. Um, have you started putting games on your Christmas wish list or your holiday wish list? Or your I don't have time for this, so I don't want to buy it right now. I hope someone will buy it for me list. Yes. That's what my list is. I'm going to be playing probably nothing because <laughs> I have to work. I have a work conference and stuff. And right. I'll be so question of the week. Are you putting games on your wish list already? And if so, which ones? I'm putting Yokai Watch 2 on my wish list because there is no way I'm going to get to it. <laughs> um, Dragon Quest Builders and World of Final Fantasy is probably going to go on mine. Those both sound like ones that are going to go on my wish list as well. I mean, it all depends yeah. on... See, uh, it all depends on how quickly I get through Dragon Quest Seven, um, because I have um, SMT Four, SMT Four Apocalypse, and Dragon Quest Seven to play right now, and I'm trying to decide if I want to go back and redo, replay SMT Four. I played part of it, didn't finish it. I have no idea what's going on, so I would probably restart it. And in like two weeks, Criminal Girls is coming out, and I want to play that right away. So, yeah, I have a dilemma. You have bad taste is what you have. All right. <laughs> Alex, so, what, what are you playing for review right now? Because you got yeah, tons of stuff, Yeah, let's take right? a Twilight Ghost Hunters. Just that? Okay. Uh, and Gully to two, but that's going to take me forever. Okay. <laughs> All right, so... Partly because yeah, it's very long and partly because I slightly burnt out on Gordita. Yeah, haven't you reviewed, like, all of them for us? Oh, I played Resurrection, like, Last, so yeah. Right. So thank you, Alex. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Alice. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you, Chris. You're welcome. Um, shout out to Dale North for our, our uh, music. He is awesome, and we are very lucky that he had time to work with us. Thank you, Kelly, for your amazing artwork. Yay, Kelly! Woohoo! And um, that's that's it for the show. Uh, podcast at rpgamer.com um 608-729-4098 um you can listen to us live on saturdays starting at 11 a.m pacific yeah 11 a.m central 9 a.m pacific noon eastern Eastern, uh 5 p.m gmt (laughs) um twitch.tv slash rpgamer um thanks everybody that's right (laughs) my bad All right, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Later. Bye. Bye.